Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Yes, sir. Welcome to Kyle Brandt's Basement. This is the September 8th show, or as we're calling it, the end of baseball season. See you later. It's been real, America's pastime. You enjoy yourselves. We are starting football today. This is Kyle Brandt's Basement. Quick check-in with you, the viewer, you, the listener. How are you feeling about the name, Kyle Brandt's Basement? Does it make you feel like you're in a basement, cracking beers and playing video games? Or does it make you feel like you're in a basement because you're a hostage? There's definitely that side of it. What's going on in the basement? Just fun. Just sports. We're talking all kinds of things. Football returns tonight. When you're watching this, it's going to be here in like a few hours. That's reason to celebrate. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk some superheroes. Have to do it. Having to do with the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to get uh, an anatomy lesson from Jameis Winston, which I promise is not as creepy or problematic as that sounds. Um, also, we do a segment here called Takes on Takes. Not enough to have takes anymore. you got to have takes on them. We do. We rounded up some of the louder, uh, let's say more provocative or funnier ones, and I'll rate them. It's what we do here. We always start the show by taking a shot. Go to the sky cam. We're going to set the tone. I'm going to catch and shoot. Right here, do I make it? Ow! Off the rim! That's two days in a row that I've missed. I believe that makes me one for three on the season. Sam Pepper keeps stats of my shooting as the, as the year goes on. We'll see if I'm, uh, if I'm anywhere close to the Craig Hodges Chicago Bulls accurate sharpshooter that I think I am. We'll have to find out. But first, you know what we do here. I'm going to tell you what I love, then I'm going to tell you what I hate, and then I'm just going to tell you what's hilarious. Let's go! This is a great day, folks. This is a great day. We have a football game tonight. I'm talking of the professional variety. I'm talking tackle. I'm not talking preseason. I don't need to see any more Jarrett Stidham of the Las Vegas Raiders or Strevler on the Jets. We're going to see Big Josh. We're going to see Matthew Stafford. It's the real deal. I know it's so trite and so cliche to say football is back. Life is happy. Football is back. Life is happy. I, I, I get along better with my friends with my family, with myself, more importantly. Self-love, mental health, with football being back. And I have to tell you, long summer, lo- long summer, I'm, I'm ready to move on to football. I'm done with, with that Kate Bush song, all right? I'm sick of running up that hill. I don't want to run up any hills. I'm going to sit on my fat ass on the couch and watch the Chiefs. I'm sick of that. I'm already sick of dragons. Get out of here with the dragons, all right? Give me, give me Brady, give me Lamar. Uh, I'm sick of Better Call Saul. I, I, I'm sick of all that stuff. I want the football. And I'll tell you what, this is the great relief because you and me, if you love football as much as I do, and if you're watching this show right now, you do, we're, we're, we're crawling through the desert in our rags and we've used our shirt to put it over our heads, you know, make one of those things to block the sun from your face. And you, 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 just, you just live on these little bits of water and moisture and these little things that get you through. And, you know, MMA is fun and baseball, is, you know, basketball is great and everything. But, like, the football headlines that we have lived on, these little pieces, these little morsels of life that we've lived on, I'm so done with. I make my living talking football. You probably spend a lot of your free time listening to people talk about football or talking about it with your friends. I don't care about Christian Kirk's big contract with the Jaguars. I don't care. I care about Cooper Cup playing tonight. 
I, I'm not interested that Kayvon Thibodeau decided to forego combine drills. Who cares? I want to watch Aaron Donald tonight. Uh, DK Metcalf's diet, don't care about it anymore. It's interesting, gummies and all that stuff. Not today. Tyron Matthews, free agency. I love Tyron. Not interested in talking about that. I want to see McVay on the sideline. Uh, guys, hey, Teron Armstead signed with the Dolphins. Whoop-de-doo. I probably talked about that for 20 hours this offseason. The Eagles signed James Bradbury. Good morning, football in the morning. We opened the show with that once. Do you know who James Bradbury is? Due respect to Eagles fans. He sounds like an author. Didn't that guy write the beach novel, James Bradbury? That's what we were dealing with in the offseason. You know, Jesse Bates got the franchise tag. Woohoo! No, no, no. We have a game tonight in LA with like a great scene and banners and a potential Super Bowl preview. And then we got all kinds of games this weekend. I'm so into it. And I'm just so. God, the Josh Allen thing's interesting, isn't it? What, what are you looking forward to in this game? For me, the Josh Allen thing, I, I always think back to seven. S-E-7-E-N, David Fincher movie. And so the deal is, you know, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, they're looking for the serial killer who's played by Kevin Spacey. And Brad Pitt, Somerset, has this line where he's like, they call him John Doe, and they say, if we catch John Doe and he turns out to be Satan himself, I'm talking about the devil, it might live up to our expectations. That's where we're at with Josh in terms of expectations. Of course, the opposite way. By the way, Kevin Spacey might have lived up to that, allegedly. Um, Josh Allen, if he comes out and it's first and 10 from the 25 from the Bills and he drops back and they go four verticals and he drops back and Aaron Donald comes in here and Aaron Donald gets stiff-armed and Josh Allen steps on him with a leg up like a Captain Morgan and stands on him like a surfboard and throws it behind his back 75 yards to beat Jalen Ramsey, two digs for a touchdown, who though then goes into the stands and high fives of Chris Pratt and Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and whoever shows up. It might live up to our expectations for the Buffalo Bills. It might. And I'm not saying it will, but that alone, that's where we're at with these Bills. And it's not just the Josh Allen thing, you know. It's the whole team. This is the team that everybody is picking to win the Super Bowl. Um, It's the best defense from last year. It is the best safety tandem. It's the best wide receiver core. It's the perfect coach. It's just everything. Don't lose 31 to 16. Just don't. You can lose. You can lose. That's fine. I mean, like, they could, the Bills could lose this game tonight and everything's still in front of them. The Rams are very good and they were at home. You lose 31-28 in a last second field goal. Don't piss your pants. Just please don't. And I don't think they will. <laughs> we know we love Josh. He's on every Tuesday here. But just don't piss your pants. We can't. Um, Von Miller thing is fascinating, too. And I know it's been beaten to death over the preseason. And if I'm talking about Kayvon Thibodeau opting out of combine drills, why am I talking about Von Miller? That's been talked about a lot. Just different. Little nuggets here to splash in. Um, Von Miller plays really well in the first game of the season. He's this laid-back kind of eccentric guy. You might think he's not locked in. That's nonsense. I pulled up the stats. I think he's played nine week one games. I think he has eight sacks, three forced fumbles. He comes out of the shoot. He really does. And within that, though, I don't know if he has to come out of the shoot in the game. I don't expect him to have a sack on the first series. Josh Allen, he'll do his thing. The Bills brought in Von Miller to have a sack on the last series. To be the enter Sandman, Mariano, like the finishing move, the Ted DiBiase million dollar dream, the perfect plex, and you name it. Finish the game for Von Miller tonight. That's what they're going to look for him. And by the way, the Ramsey Diggs thing, 
I've done the research on that. This is just good hardcore football talk. You know why? Because football is back. With due respect to the girl, you know, with the headset and Stranger Things and Dustin and, and Slip and Jimmy and all that stuff that kept us pacified all summer, this is real football. Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Diggs have played each other four times. Most of those times it was on Jaguars versus Vikings. In those times, there have been four times only when a quarterback has passed to Stephon Diggs. They've attempted to pass to Stephon Diggs with Ramsey covering him. Okay? He's completed one of them. And it was for a touchdown, and it was Josh Allen. Most of them are from Sam Bradford on the Vikings. That's how far back these guys go. My, my point is, Stephon Diggs has not gotten off against Jalen Ramsey. I don't know if he will tonight. And I don't know if he needs to for the Bills to win, but don't expect, oh my God, Stephon Diggs put seven catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. Not if Ramsey's covering him. All the passive it goes, the quarterback's either looking away from him or throwing to him and having it not work out, except for Allen, of course, because Allen's Allen. But it's back, guys. I'm sitting here talking about football. I'm not talking about James Bradbury writing, writing his beach novels or his John Grissom novels, apparently playing for the Eagles. Eagles fans are going to be so triggered by that. How do you not know James Bradbury? You do football for a living. I'm jesting. I'm talking about what I love. I love the football's back, and so do you. But we also have to pay off the second part of it. What's dark about this? More stuff about the start of football season in what I hate. Give me the Cobra Kai. Sidebar, I hate, I hate that Zach Wilson for the Jets is injured. That's not what I'm answering this segment with today. I just I don't like the injuries starting the season. It pisses me off. You play the game, fine. You get hurt in week three, week seven, week ten. Part of the game. Football gods, all that. I hate starting the season with injuries. It is a huge buzzkill that Joe Flacco is going to be out there for like a month. And I'll say the same thing about Rams-Bills tonight. So the Matthew Stafford elbow thing is, um, is a thing still. And you might, ah, he's fine. You hear he's throwing. It looks like Stafford. First of all, you got confirmation from Schefter that he did have off-season surgery. Okay. But I just hope this is not a thing in the game tonight in any way. And I would put it like this. There's going to be a moment when Stafford throws one, and they're going to go to him right afterwards. And maybe it's a completion. Maybe even worse, it's like a bad incompletion. Just check me out. This is what the worst thing I want to see tonight from Stafford. Throw the pass, okay? And then you do one of these. And you're just kind of you're kind of working the arm, or, you're, or you're, let alone grabbing the elbow, or you're kind of just working it out. Then immediately hit the panic button. Forget about it. It's a wrap. Then the, and the guys on the call are saying, "Uh oh, uh oh, he's grabbing at that elbow." You know who the backup quarterback for the Rams is? Scrappy little sob named John Wofford played for them a couple years back at the end of the Jared Goff era. If John Wofford is on TV tonight, that's a problem. That's a huge problem for the Rams and a huge problem for all of us. I like the guy. No one wants to see him. We want to see Stafford and Allen go at it. The guy who just won the Super Bowl and the prince who was promised. I hate that. And I'll tell you this. I always rely on all the people I know and I've become friends with in the industry. Peter Schrager, my cohort, who I reference all the time here in the basement, and it's like my, my brother in the industry. Yeah, like, very tight with the Rams. Very tight with Sean McVay. Peter was at the wedding. Like, he, that tight. And yesterday, I always go for this thing where Peter never brings up anything about the Rams that is just uh, fluff or that's off the top of his head. If he's saying something about the LA Rams, there is definitely something behind it and there's a very good chance that it came from, you know, you know the, the people at the top. He listed his concerns yesterday about the Rams and some of them were Von Miller missing and guys who are flirting with retirements and all that, but he put the elbow on the list. And I'm not going to spend this whole time talking about injuries. That's not what we do here. I am not Stefania Bell. She's the best. Like, 
But when I see Peter, who is Mr. Rams, I'm telling you, you the person in the home, the viewer, the listener, Peter Schrager knows what is going down with the Rams. And he has for years. Says he's concerned about the elbow. That is not something that he's just pulling out of his backside. That means I'm concerned about the elbow. That means you're concerned about the elbow. And listen, we don't have to cry a river for Matthew Stafford. He's got all the money in the world and he's a Super Bowl champion. But like, think about your own entertainment. Do you want to watch John Wofford tonight? No! We want, we want Stafford out there. And I just hope that he is for four quarters and whatever it takes, 50 passes, 60 passes. I hate that there would be a problem. And I hope it is not. A little bonus, uh, bonus prediction. You know this game's going overtime, right? It has to. The football guys are sick bastards when it comes to all this karma and everything. After what last season ended with the Chiefs and the whole offseason, we changed the rule and everything just for the playoffs. This game is definitely going to overtime. Definitely. And I think the, the Rams will get the ball first. And we'll see what the hell happens. But be prepared to stay up late. I hope it's Stafford late. But I think this game's going to overtime, which would be hilarious. Speaking of which, let's get into what is hilarious. All right, let's talk a little Cowboys. You know, every, every suit in the industry says, talk Cowboys, it's good for ratings. <sighs> is that true? I don't even know if that's true. I feel like that's like from the 90s, people still talking about that, but that's what they say. Uh, Micah Parsons, uh, and it's outstanding, outstanding linebacker, defensive rookie of the year, almost one defensive player of the year. Uh, initially, let me set the, the, the story with this. If you were to ask me, um, outside of quarterbacks, their own caliber, Name uh, one player in the league who you think is going to be a superstar, Hall of Famer, uh, commercials, everything for the next decade plus. Name one player. It would be Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. But if you ask me to name two players, it would be Justin Jefferson of the Vikings and Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously the game, but interesting guy, creative, thoughtful answers in the media, obviously plays in the right market. Like He is my number two. Jamar Chase would be three, but I think his personality is a little more subtle than the first two. So to that point, I found this was hilarious. So the Cowboys open up against the Bucks, second year in a row. Dallas Cowboys play Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so you have this funny dynamic where you know Brady is 45 years old and born in the 70s, the mid-70s, not even entry-level 70s, mid-70s. And he plays against Micah Parsons, who I don't even know off the top of my head how old Parsons is. I'm probably 22, maybe 23. So, you know, Brady is, is actually double his age. And Parsons, I give him credit, he had an original take on Tom Brady by comparing him to a superhero. In fact, I think he compared him to every superhero. Let's just break this down. Micah Parsons, superstar in the making on uh, Tom Brady. I like this. At the end of the day, I think um, just like any superhero, they have challenges um, and they got to get through them. Whether they lose in that day or they lose a fight. I done seen the Hawk get beat up. I done seen Thor get beat up. Seen Captain America get beat up. I mean, every superhero gets beat up. But, you know, one thing they always do, they always get it back up and they find a way to get to their destination. So Tom may have a kryptonite, he may not, but he gets, gets beat up, but he gets back up. And um, I think a lot of people in this league as superheroes, because as long as you can get back up and keep going doing the fight, you're a superhero in many eyes. I've watched that three times now. I like it more every time. And this time I actually got kind of misty about it. <laughs> that is, I thought, it was, oh, cool, he's going pop culture, so you're attracted to it. And then you're like, oh, that's interesting. He compares them. And then he's like actually saying something really insightful about getting back up and how even superheroes have to deal with problems. And like, Micah Parsons just went deep there. I really appreciate it because you haven't heard that about Tom Brady. 
But also, like, he did compare it to a lot of superheroes, okay? I heard Captain America was in there. There was a Superman reference to Kryptonite indirectly, uh, Thor. And then we had a Kyle Brandt's Basement uh, production meeting before this where he said he's seen Hulk get beat up, but he has a little bit of, like, he kind of stutters when he says, we thought he said Hawk. I'm like, is he talking about Hawkeye? And anybody could beat up Hawkeye. And no, he actually says Hulk. And Hulk does, Hulk gets his ass kicked by Thanos in a fight that he thought was winning, and he does. Same setting, actually, that Thor got his ass kicked. So we actually shake it out to mean that he's trying to give me a huge compliment. He's Hulk, he's everyone, and he is. More to the point, which superheroes, and there aren't many, did he leave out? Like, if you were to say Tom Brady with what he's been doing and all these championships and all these years and all the success and everything, but yeah, still all the mystery, who would he be? I think he's got definitely a little Batman because, look, the Bruce Wayne Manor thing is very private. It's very quiet and it's very dark. And yet, while Tom does have a wife, of course, there's all this secrecy all the time about what he's doing, what he's not doing, there's scandals. So you add in that, you add in a little of Tony Stark. I think he's Tony Stark as long as he has his 20-person social media crew writing tweets for him, which we all agree that he does. Tom Brady's amazing on Twitter. He's so funny. Well, yeah, because he has David Letterman-style writing room in there just writing tweets for him and coming up with memes. I don't blame him, but, like, let's call it for what it is. Also, I, 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 speaking of calling it for what it is, I see a little Shazam... Just kind of pleased to be Tom Brady, you know, youthful, almost like curiously youthful sometimes, but powerful and, uh, and likable. Also, uh, the people are coming in with ideas, and thank you to Micah Parsons' uh, hilarious quote, and also a kind of moving quote about Tom Brady. The people are coming in at KB Basement about here's the superhero, even though he named the entire Marvel and DC lineup. Here's it. He who smoketh. He who smoketh. You should come to the basement says, honestly, I would put Tom Brady more along the lines of Mr. Fantastic. Not the most physically gifted in terms of powers, but extremely durable, can stretch the field, and has unparalleled intellect. Was overlooked until launched into orbit, starting for the Patriots. I- I'm just going to say this. Look up Norm MacDonald's take on the Fantastic Four and Mr. Fantastic. The, the late Norm MacDonald has a joke about Mr. Fantastic that I don't have time for today because it takes long and Norm talked slow. But look it up. It's very funny. Next tweet. What is it? He who drinketh? What do we have? Is this brother? No. He's Homelander. <laughs> a fortunate bastard who's carried... <laughs> Robert McCleary, Homelander, a fortunate bastard who's carried by defense and plot armor. Robert, that's the take! Uh, that's from The Boys, which I'm behind on, and I know who Homelander is. I don't know a lot of them, other than people come up to me and say that I should be Homelander for Halloween, which... <laughs> I, I don't know, I think it's a compliment, like, it means you're, you're a superhero, but also isn't he, like, the biggest in the world? <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, but I like that one for Brady. Move on, this is more of what's hilarious, and then we have all kinds of other stuff to get to. Matthew Flores, Professor X, since he's old and smart. Yeah, I guess, I mean, Professor X is, is also a, a paraplegic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Brady's not terribly mobile, Matthew Flores 5, but, like, I don't think he's to that point yet. And he still has the physical gifts. Like, he still has Cyclops. Like, he can still... This guy can lead the league in passing. So I'm not ready for Professor X yet. That was a little harsh. But that's it. Michael... Oh, we have more. Raiders Super Bowl year. We'll see. I think Tom Brady needs to be... To go be super dad instead. Who cares if you're everyone's hero and your kids feel alone? In the end, you failed. Wow, lighten up, Francis! Well, that just got... (laughs) I thought we were having fun and comparing him to Batman. And all of a sudden, we're talking about... Tom Brady's time allotment and abandoning his kids. 
I feel like Tom Brady's kids probably have a very good life and probably a very good relationship with their father. And Raiders Super Bowl, your magisterial mess. Do you not wish Tom Brady was your dad? I love my dad. If someone were to tell me Tom Brady was my dad, Bob Brandt is out. Sorry, Dad. I love you. All right, that's it. That's what's hilarious. We have so much time to get to things because we do whatever we want here in the basement. There's no rules. We don't have to throw to commercial break. We just do this. And next, we do takes on takes. You're going to like this. Let's go. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, see this? These are all numbers. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And if you're listening and you can't see this, you should watch, my friends. Watch the program on YouTube. It's on the ESPN YouTube channel. I tweet the link all the time. I'm spinning plates up here, baby. If only you can watch to laugh at me slowly starting to sweat as the show's going on. You just can't catch that on audio. We appreciate you listening, but you should watch. Here's the deal. Uh, takes. Everybody has them. We have takes on top of takes, we mean I actually have opinions on people's opinions, which is the way we do it here. And then I rate them, like when you used to watch the NBA dunk contest, used to, I mean, and Scottie Pippen and Dikembe Mutombo would say five or, you know, zero, or they'd put them together for a 50, whatever you want. And we round them up and we judge them. Three criteria. Here's how we do it. If you want to know, what do you mean? Why did they get an eight? Why did they get a one? Three things, all right? Delivery. Self-explanatory, what, what is your rhetoric, your oratory ability? Why am I talking like Mel Kuypers, a six foot three inch linebacker? No, delivery, creativity, and number three, put a little heat on it. Just, just, just a little mix in there, a little paprika, a little bit of that cayenne pepper. You don't have to do the, the ghost pepper, you know, Scoville level. If you want to, believe me, I won't stop you. Delivery, creativity, put a little heat on it and then we give you a score coming up first imagine you're going to start this segment for the first time and you had your choice of anybody in the history of sports media to give you something that just matches those three criteria would you choose skip bayless of course you would but he's not available today so instead we go to one of the goats in fact one of the dogs chris russo on first take if you can imagine that revealing his pick to win the nfc this year take it away doggy we can't take Tampa because I'm a little down on the schedule. Brady, 45. The Rams, a little Super Bowl hangover, which I think is true. Uh-huh. And I got a tough schedule. So we eliminate the Rams in Tampa. Rodgers never wins in the playoffs. He has not been a great player. Not as good as he's been in a regular season. No Devontae Adams. So if I take those three out in a wide-open NFC, where am I going? 
I, I just killed Hurts. I, I can't go there. I was going to say, you definitely They got go Lance as a rookie quarterback in San Francisco. <laughs> I've been sitting here saying that Garoppolo should start. So if I don't take Tampa and I don't take the Rams because of Super Bowl hangover and I don't take the, um, uh, the Packers, where am I going? You know who's going to win dog. the NFC? Saints, who are you doing? Oh, my Dallas God. No. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's Why? I love it. Oh, Why? Why? By default? Or you really believe it? He going. <laughs> I love the owner. Ah. Uh. All right, so if you can't tell, I've never seen these before. I, <laughs> I stay in my Ricky Lake isolation booth while the staff is getting these together. I had not seen that. It cracks me up. I, I mean, so many places to go with that. I just want to hear Mad Dog say the word Garoppolo over and over. <laughs> if he just started every take, Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Garoppolo? I, like that, that is what keeps me tuning in. I like that he just casually says, I just killed Hurts. We didn't even get to hear that. I guess Jalen Hurts had a quick death. And he does, uh, this is good. This is really good. The delivery is nothing spectacular, all right? It's not, it, the Mad Dog has seven more gears higher than this. So he does lose points for delivery. Um, but I like the creativity of, of eliminating. And then obviously the Cowboys are a really creative choice. I don't think anybody's taken them. And then a little heat, no doubt. I got to tell you, I know this guy puts up 10 sometimes. God, do I give out this high a score? All right. I'm giving that a seven. I'm giving that a seven. That is somebody else's nine. But we're dealing with a Hall of Famer. We're dealing with a legend. I, it might have even been a six, but once I put it up, I can't. Um, <laughs> I have not seen a lot of people taking the Cowboys. I, I, most people I see do not have the Cowboys in the playoffs. The Cowboys made the playoffs last year. It was a comical, yakety sacks, Keystone Cops debacle to end their season. They have not made the the season, or excuse me, they have not made the playoffs two years in a row since Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson. And people were saying that she was the reason they lost in the playoffs. And they were calling her, which is mean but really funny, Yoko Romo. All right? Like, that's how long it's been since the Cowboys have been to the playoffs two years in a row. They were there last year. We'll see if they get there this year. Mad Dog has them winning the NFC and going to the playoffs and, like, Stephen A., who I know you have strong feelings on, I, I am a Stephen A. guy. I love him, and we'll talk about it some other time. But uh, I got a seven. So who, how do you take that out? How do you how do you beat a seven? Let's stay with the worldwide leader. All right, we're going to go now with first take. Which do I even need to say we're going to go with first take when I do this segment? <laughs> like, why do I even have it written in front of me that it's from first? I we know where it's from. Um, Dan Orlovsky. I like Dan. I got history with Dan. Friendly, friendly guy, knows a lot about football. Let's see what he takes. He's going to have to throw some punches here to beat the seven. Let's see what Dan Orlovsky says about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Go ahead, Dan. What's the ceiling for Lamar and the Ravens this season? Super Bowl and MVP. In the probably the most talented and deep (laughs) NFL season. Wait, 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 wait. We got to pause for a second. Super Bowl. Okay. The Ravens I, haven't heard, are my, I haven't heard anyone say that. Super Bowl and MVP. So I just yeah. want to take a moment on that. Okay, carry on. So the Ravens – so, Molly, I, I think this is going to be – this will be the probably deepest NFL season we've ever had. There's not a lot of bad teams, maybe three or four bad teams. Yeah. This is a very healthy league. The Ravens are my pick to come out of the AFC. And Lamar is my pick to win MVP. Lamar is going to go absolutely on great. a fire-blazing trail – of the NFL this season. All right, that's good. 
Dan's very good at TV. Let me just take a moment to say that. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, when he was coming out of his career, came and did a few shows with us on NFL Network, and all of us, I remember being like, this guy's a natural. He is so good. And I really mean that. The, the first segment he ever sat down and did with us was just so smart and so sharp, and he had a brevity of words, and it was just great. So he goes to ESPN. He's, I think the word is, the only word in these contexts is meteoric, and it's for reasons like that. As far as that take, I love the way he started it. I love that he answered it bluntly, right to camera and went with the MVP Super Bowl champion. No BS, there's not an ounce of fat on that take. Didn't try to make a joke, didn't try to do some creative lean-in, he's doing a remote show so it's a little harder. And then I have to give him also credit because Molly Karam said, hold on, let's, let's make sure everybody heard that because what he said was profound. So then Dan has to take a deep breath and say it again and regroup. This all scores him really high points in the delivery category of takes on takes. Now. Creativity? No, it's not creative. He wasn't trying to be creative. We have to dock him for that because this is the segment. But he did say a, a fire blazing trail, I think. So I like the rhetoric there. And then heat, for sure. Like, it, he, he could have just said, look, here's why. He could have said, I think Lamar's going to win the MVP this year. That's a, that's a really strong piece of television, Dan. And you just leave it there. Or you could have said, guys, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the whole thing. That's an even bigger proclamation. Uh-uh. He said, give me the double-double. I, 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 want, I want the cheeseburger and the pizza. That's, I'm going to put them both together. I don't, one will not satisfy this hunger. So he went with both. All right? Now, there's no place you can go. Once you say MVP and, and, and the, the, the Super Bowl champion, that is really good. Is it better than a seven? In a way, I like it better. But since he didn't have the crazy delivery and he didn't even attempt to go creative, he kind of just surrendered in that category. Dan goes creative in other places. I can't give it to him, but I really liked it. And Dan, we're going to see you a lot here later. You're going to take a six and you're going to take a loss. Also because like the heat on it was not there. As much as I love saying the Lamar and the Ravens, that's pretty hot. The Mad Dog going with the Cowboys to, to be there is hotter, and there's nothing you can do about it. Dan Orlovsky will be back to take another day. That is a six, and that is a seven. That is takes on takes. If you have any takes on takes on takes, please tweet them to us. In the meantime, we'll see you next time. Always tweet at KB Basement if you see someone like, oh, my God, you got to hear what uh, Marcus Spears just said or Jeff Saturday. It has to be on takes on takes. Just tweet it. We'll put it in there. But we're moving on. That was a great one. I feel invigorated by that. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We have a new segment. Kind of like what we just did, but slightly different. It's not about analysts. It's not about talking heads. 
called Bite Fight, okay? Bite Fight, very similar, very similar in fact. So um, we're gonna take different sound bites, not from the, the TV shows and all that type of stuff that I do in the morning or anything, from actual players. And the three, it's gonna be three people in the ring and they're gonna be fighting. And I'm just gonna say which one I like the best. I'm not gonna rate them, there's no numbers, there's no categories, just which one hits home the hardest. This is called Bite Fight. We got state-of-the-art sound effects. Oh no, I pressed the wrong one. No! That was the Let's Go Buffalo song. They, show three. I was trying to hit this one. Totally worth it now that we have a, now that we have a, 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 a boxing bell. Won't happen again. But I'm starting to sweat. You can see it right there. There should be a, a, a whole like Reddit thread about my sweat, and there probably will be soon. Um, Eagles are visiting the Lions. Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting matchup. At the Lions, Dan Campbell, anti-fragile, the whole thing. And Jason Kelsey, who I think is going to be in the Hall of Fame someday, the center for the Eagles, um, had a lot of people rate, said a lot of people raving about the Eagles roster. So Jason Kelsey, you, you, you beautiful bastard. What is the mindset in the Eagles locker room right now? I think we got enough older guys around this building. I think we got enough, uh, whether it's executives or coaches or players, to understand that um, expectations are just that. They're nothing. And uh, we got to go out there and play, and we got to go out there. And, uh, you know, the moment you're comfortable in this league, uh, somebody's coming for you. You know, we got, uh, you know, Mr. T and Rocky Three. You know, he's going to be hunting us every single week. Uh, and we haven't won. Nothing yet, so we're not even the champion. So we better work this off. That's good. When he talks, you listen. There's just certain players who have it. And it doesn't matter if you're an amazing player or you're an average player. If you can talk like that and just... It's like I said about Orlowski. There's not an ounce of fat. There's no BS. He has this power stance where he's not using his hands. He's not selling it. He's not gesticulating. He's just settled in. He's got that cool, like, you know timbre to his voice he's got the beard and he just starts saying expectations of bs and um this is a guy who's been to the mountaintop who's won a super bowl i love him man. I, I i wish i could wish i could follow him in I, that is one of the few guys i mean name a guy in the league right now who when he talks you listen more who has more credibility you know it's offensive lineman a center he beat tom brady in the super bowl he's, he wore the mummer's costume it's just awesome so that was that was kind of cool kind of cold not exactly sure what the Clubber Lang reference was from Rocky Three or Prediction Pain and all that, but who cares? He was on a roll. So that's one. Number two, all right, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers standing at his locker. He's got his first game this weekend. Interestingly enough, his divisional opponent, he's going to Minnesota to play against the Vikings. Rodgers, two MVPs in a row. Your thoughts on playing Minnesota this Sunday? Yeah, we've played in some tough environments. This will be another one, good test. You know, just like all the other teams in the NFC North, it seems like every single year. Uh, you know, I think their fan base and their teams feel like this is our year to win the North. Hasn't really been the case during my time for the most part. Let's go! Let's go! All right, see, that's... All right, this is, there's so much to unpack here. No matter uh, what you think of Rodgers, and Rodgers has decided to commit to being himself and doing the whole spectrum of media on the field, off the field, and there's a Rodgers fatigue for sure. And no matter what you think, if you're the biggest Rodgers fan in the world and have his jersey, or if you gave up on him, or think, oh, what is he doing going on Joe Rogan, it doesn't matter. This is great. This is just football, and this is, in my opinion, 
the best quarterback to ever play the position ever. The best. And it's just like so cocky and it's so true. And you file it exactly in the same file of him screaming at sad, pathetic, angry Chicago Bears fans that I own you and my entire life I've owned you and I still own you. And all of them are sitting going, they're like, yeah, he does, he does. What do I possibly say back? This is the same thing. He knows it. I, I know Rogers a little bit. I mean, in a certain professional sense. Sees everything. Let me tell you, sees everything. Some guys, ah, I check in on media all the time. I don't look at that stuff. He looks. If you say something about Rodgers, he hears it. I Trust me. I am not saying this just because I'm guessing. I know this for a fact. So what is he hearing now? Everybody loves the Vikings. That's what this is. Look, I picked the Vikings to win the North. I picked Cousins to win the MVP. And I don't back down from it. Rodgers hears that stuff. And he hears a lot of love on the Vikings right now. And a lot of people crapping on him because he doesn't have wide receivers. Devontae, Devontae, whatever. And he's like... Yeah, yeah, I remember lots of times people like other teams in the division. Doesn't really work out, does it? Pretty good. And it's just the right amount of arrogance. And it's probably true. And I saw a lot of people kind of had surprise uh, Packers picks in the Super Bowl. Me being one of them. I think they're losing to the Bills in the Super Bowl. I think Rodgers is getting there. All these things about how he doesn't have the guys. That's perfect. You don't really think that Rodgers is going to come out and not be good this year, do you? He's mastered the game. He's mastered it. He, there, it's like... He's, he's, he's Beethoven. There's nothing more he can do in the game. He is that good at it. Yes, in the playoff games, he has to play better. But I'm talking about week in, week out. All right, so you got Kelsey just sitting there, like, cutting glass with those eyes. Then you got Rodgers. Let's just hit the bell again just because we have a bell sound effect. We pay $2,000 for that sound effect every time we play it. And then I'm going to just guess. No, I'll, I'll wait for that. Um, one more. It could just be Kelsey and Rodgers. But, oh, my God. That's Jameis Winston's music. Jameis Winston needs no introduction. Just talk to us, my friend. Go ahead. See if you can beat Kelsey and Rogers in what we're calling Bite Fight. I learned so much about my body when uh, I had the ACL. Just the importance of other parts of your body being overcompensated because you're overusing something else. So uh, just a holistic body, everything about your body, you have to be able to work certain things just because my knee hurting, that doesn't mean that I need to work my knee, I need to work my hips, right? I need to work my ankles. Uh, and mm-hmm. you, you got certain things that are, we're, we're all like, it's, our body is so symmetrical, right? You got, you got your wrists, you know, and then you, what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top, what are your shoulders, your, your hips, what? you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows, what are your elbows? Knees. Your knees, right? Like, so, uh, it's symmetrical, and you just got to work different parts. <laughs> How unbelievably watchable is he? Just just watchable. As a player, as someone in the press session, it just basically went through the whole human body, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm playing operation, and, and we're at that level where I have the little shocker tweezers in my hand, and I'm trying to remove the turkey leg or whatever, and you got your elbows, and the best part is when... I don't know if you can see it if you're just listening, but after he lays out a few of his exam, uh, his examples, we're talking about Dr. Winston, um, he says, and you got your elbows, your elbows are your what? And he went into the crowd participation, as all the greats do. You went into your elbows, your elbows are your what? Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the crowd goes, knees. You know, it's like, it's like the Bono in concert, like laying out for the streets have no names and letting the crowd sing the chorus. James goes, you got your elbows, you sing it! And the people are like, you got your knees, like they're just, they're loving it. And, and let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you something else. Um, I cannot wait to watch Jameis Winston this year. People, some people, Peter King has them being the one seed, the Saints. There's so much pressure on Jameis. 
And you know what Jameis is not going to do? Nothing. He's not going to do nothing. Meaning, there's never going to be this season like, yeah, Jameis went 16 for 25 for a touchdown and an interception of 190 yards. That ain't that guy. Chuck, 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 chuck. Big time everything in his life. Uh, certainly to his detriment in his life before on the field, but now he's talking anatomy. God, I love watching that guy. And if you think I'm not picking Jameis Winston over Aaron Rodgers or Jason Kelsey in bite fight, you are crazy, my friend. Jameis Winston with his wrists and his elbows and the hokey pokey, and you put your right foot in, your right foot out. I actually thought he was going to tell us that's what it's all about. And we have another sound effect here, but I'm not sure I'm going to hit the right button, and I hope I do, because we just talked to boxing and a ring. Let's see if this is the right button. Is this Drago's manager from, from Russia? Let's see. Is it this one? Whatever he hits, he destroys. Yeah! That's Jameis in Bite Fight, and I got the right button. That's uh, Nikolai Koloff. Nikolai Koloff, you know the guy who says, We go! He was, like, sets up the whole fight for him. And before we get out of here, I have a quick sidebar. I have a quick sidebar. Let's do a quick sidebar. Go to the Skycam. Skycam. Um... All right, Nikolai Koloff. Can you see me? Oh, my gosh. He's the guy who is the KGB handler of Ivan Drago, and he gets in a lot of trouble, and he seems like he'd be an evil guy. Here's my theory on Nikolai Koloff, and you could just take this and put it out there. Rocky IV has been beaten to a pulp. Every theory, every joke, every meme, not this one. I believe that Nikolai Koloff is sleeping with Drago's wife. Let me get into this. Drago's wife, Brigitte Nielsen, who went on to become Stallone's life in real life, I think in their arrangement and all the things that they've put through and, and they've dealt with this, with this Soviet setup over there that's so restrictive and so dangerous, I think he is sleeping with Drago's wife, and I'll tell you why. There is a scene, and I've watched every frame of that movie 9,000 times, there is a scene in which when Drago is literally killing uh, Apollo Creed and Apollo Creed is like falling down, this is after the no matter what, and Apollo Creed's wife has stopped the fight. There is this cutaway as a man is being beaten to death and falling down into his grave where uh, Nikolai Koloff has a cigarette and as he's sitting there in the crowd with Drago's wife, he, uh, Drago's wife's over shoulder, he gives the cigarette to her and he puts it to her lips very sensually and she takes this slow, misty-eyed drag from it and there is a heated chemistry there. And I think it's almost obvious that I think that she has tried to further their place and Drago's place in the whole Soviet structure that she has resorted to sleeping with Koloff. And by the way, I think Drago knows about it. I think it's why he hates Koloff. I think there's the insecurity at the end where he picks up Koloff and throws him into the stands. I think that is, there's a lot of subtext there. I think he knows and he's tired of it. I also think Drago has some performance issues based on the performance enhancers he's using. I think he can't necessarily do what he needs to do with his wife. So Koloff comes in and I think they're doing it all the time before the fights, after the fights, and it leads into Drago's demise because his head is not in the game and that's why he can't turn out Rocky Balboa's life. That's a quick sidebar. That's my original theory. Don't steal it. Koloff and Mrs. Drago, they're having a thing. That's it. I knew that was worth it. That's why you play the soundbite. Give it to me one more time. Was it? Nope. That's the wrong one. It's this one. Whatever he hits, he destroys. He does. And we know what Koloff was hitting. That's my theory. All right, I'm sweating like a mess. I promise that someday it'll turn into fall and I won't anymore. Before we say goodbye, though, uh, 20 topics that the producers put together and I got to hit the darts. Go more to the Skycam one more time for you, please. See, if you're listening on the podcast, God bless you. And thank you for spending your time listening. But you're not seeing all the antics. We have a real dartboard here with real, really sharp darts. And I chuck a dart all the way across the room. 
And whatever number it lands on, there's the topic that corresponds to it that I end the show with. And um, we'll see. I've been hitting the eights every single day. Eight is just seems to be my number. It's like I'm predetermined I'm going to eight, like Rogers predetermined Devontae Adams in that playoff game last year. Here we go. Let me give you something other than eight. Chucky in the dart, I got. Oh, that's not eight. That's four, friends. What is four on the topic list? If you're watching, you can see all the topics in front of you. All right. Question number four. Am I pro or anti eating contest? All right, that's interesting. Why don't you come and take a little walk with me? We're gonna go over to the Peloton. We end every show like that. Uh, listen, I'm, well, are, are you asking me if I'm pro eating contest? I guess you're asking me if I'm an American. So yeah, I'm pro. I am not a communist. I like watching people stuff their faces. I think that Joey Chestnut is the most dominant athlete of our lives. You can have your Tom Brady, you can have your LeBron James, your Serena Williams. It's Chestnut. And I'll tell you this, I'll end with this. Got to interview Chestnut a couple times ago, not to drop names or anything, but do you understand what that man's life is like? It's not just the hot dogs on the 4th of July. This guy works a tour. He goes all around the country and the world year round, and it ain't just hot dogs, my friends. He will show up at the riblet eating contest. He'll show up at random ones like baby carrots. Uh, he did asparagus once, and can you imagine the next leak he took after he had 50 pounds of asparagus in, in two minutes? That is the life. It is the eating life. I respect it. Uh, I don't know what he should actually, when he re finally retires, Joey Chestnut's final match should be actually eating chestnuts. And he should do it on Christmas, and he should roast them by an open fire, and then he should eat 20,000 chestnuts in 30 seconds. So yeah. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, I'm pro-eating contest, my friends. That's the show. I'm going to get a sweat in like I need it. Football tonight, football all this weekend. Watch on YouTube. Listen on wherever you get your podcasts. I love you. Thank you for joining me. That's it from the basement.